Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady back. It is Simona Magente Papadopoulos, and uh, you're back from Europe. Welcome home. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. It's yeah. amazing to be on your show and been back to the United States. Yeah, so what does it feel like? Now, you and George were in, in, uh, in Europe for a long time. You were going from Italy to, Greek, uh, to Greece. You were everywhere. Um, and you were very involved in politics there, very involved in telling my audience from Italy what was going on with COVID and so on. Is it culture shock to come back? Because uh, home is, is like California. Was <laughs> it culture shock or were you happy to get home? Uh, well, uh, it was a cultural shock in many ways, but uh, I'm very happy to be back in the United States. I feel I belong to both. Uh, I'm Italian, of course, uh, but I, I also feel American now after uh, being so part of uh, American politics and culture uh, in the core of uh, American mess in the last uh, four years. So I developed a special bond with the United States of America. It's a cultural shock because of the uh, global mess taking yeah. place uh, uh, all over the world, in particularly in Europe uh, and in Italy, uh, the vaccine mandates were absolutely reckless. Uh, police uh, was checking for vaccination card at the train stations. People couldn't uh, uh, reach out their uh, job uh, because they couldn't uh, take a public uh, transportation. They, they would but stop they you and say, show me your vaccination card before you get on the train? Police, yes, police. Applying incredibly... Uh, incredible uh, fines in case they would find somebody without a vaccination card. So the Green Pass in Italy has been far worse than any any mandate has been ever implemented in the United States. And that's why uh, I felt uh, the urge even to get back to my own country uh, uh, to uh, raise my voice against uh, those uh, uh, sanitarian, this is sanitarian dictatorship. And we know that vaccines do not work. Right. We have enough uh, data experience now to know that uh, someone who's vaccinated still can get COVID and still can spread COVID. So what's the point into implementing such a, a discriminatory measure? Well, it's, 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 for, it's for power and control. That's why. What's, inter- uh, what's interesting is that right there in Europe, in Sweden, they didn't do any of that. You didn't have to get a shot. You didn't have to wear a mask. You didn't have to do anything in Sweden. But in Italy, you had to do everything. Now, would the police arrest you or just stop you from getting on the train? What would they do? Well, they would stop you to get on the train and they would even uh, oblige you to pay 500 euro fine, which is a lot. It's a lot. So many people lost their jobs. Many people got injuries uh, as a side effect of the vaccine. And all these voices have been suffocated. Uh, Nobody can talk against the vaccine. Otherwise, they're labeled as uh, uh, conspiracy conspiracy theorists right. are dangerous people. So there is this censorship taking place and this uh, management from the government of public health, uh, which not only uh, has been proved ineffective, but has uh, caused so many damages uh, both to the economy and the health of people. So I, I became very vocal and uh, I believe nowhere in the United States uh, this uh, uh, issue took this extent. Uh, you know, America breeds freedom, and that's something that you can never take away from American citizen. Uh, I right. was uh, really sad to see how Italians uh, uh, are more um, uh, keen to basically have the government dictate what they have to do. And, you know, this... Uh, uh, this really led me to be very vocal, very vocal. And uh, thanks to God, now many Italians are rebelling and new parties are 
take uh, raising now in Italy just to be anti-system against those system that want everybody's slaves. Everybody. Yeah, I always I always thought that we Italians were fighters. I've been to Italy, um, and it seemed it's very conservative. You've got the Vatican is right there. I mean, yeah. so you've got people who believe in family, they believe in God, they believe in Jesus Christ. I can't believe that they would give so much power to to the government, especially. After what we know happened with Mussolini in World War II, why would Italians ever allow this again? What's interesting, though, is I think I think we've talked about this. And by the way, it's Simona Magiante Papadopoulos. Go go and follow her, Simona underscore Magiante underscore over on uh, on Instagram. She's a great follower. She's also a model. She's a an interviewer. Um, I believe you told me this before. There is some re- some resistance in the media in Italy. You can you can actually report news, right? Or does the government get mad at you? Absolutely. I think uh, Italy has imported the worst of the democratic system of the United States. Uh, They love to brainwash people through the fake news and they totally censorship whoever uh, wants to uh, express an opinion out of the core. But uh, I believe uh, uh, memory of Italians is not that short. Uh, Many people in uh, previous generations, uh, my grandparents' generation, still uh, remember Mussolini. And they will never allow this to happen again uh, because this is a, a form of dictatorship. And the only way to uh, um, object those dictatorship is to raise your voice and to do not accept everything coming from the government. Italians are great fighters within. They just uh, lost the memory in the comfort of the last years of what happened relatively recently. So, you know, Joe, I I always say I'm proud to be Italian and live in America. Italians discovered America. That's why it's called America. So there is this heritage within (laughs) me and we share. So I'm really, really happy of this heritage. But at the same time, I think uh, Italians has to look at the United States uh, in a different perspective. Of the one, it's importing the worst. It's importing Joe Biden, American, which is not America. That's too bad. Uh, it's uh, Simona Magente Papadopoulos. Uh, just for those, who, instead of looking it up on Google, Amerigo Vespucci is the one who, who discovered the Americas, and that's why we call it America, South America, Central America, North America. Um, uh, Simona, I want to ask you about what you and George went through. Uh, I've interviewed him several times. I know what they tried to do to him overseas, uh, and I know, I'm so glad that he resisted. I'm so glad that he didn't fall for it. But uh, when it comes to watching what happened in Mar-a-Lago, and 30 FBI agents showing up and raiding the home of the former president without a subpoena first, without asking for the stuff first, just showing up and raiding the place. You had a similar experience in that the the Department of Justice was going after George, and, and I don't think you guys were married yet, but they were also going after you. What happened to you? Absolutely, Joe. This is outrageous that uh, the FBI has been weaponized against the president uh, of the United States of America, Donald yeah. Trump. President number 45. And unfortunately, I'm not surprised that at the time uh, the Trump was in office, this war machine to delegitimize his presidency took place. And once again, the FBI was weaponized against him, targeting all the people around his campaign. At the time, George Papadopoulos was my boyfriend. We were not married yet. Right. What happened during one of my trips to the United States to simply come here and spend a nice time with him? I had the FBI knocking at the door, uh, delivering a subpoena uh, from Mueller uh, to me, uh, telling me that basically I couldn't uh, fly back uh, anywhere in the world to my country if I would uh, uh, not do my interview with the FBI. I I got to stop you because this is crazy to me. You guys were not married yet. No. So, So you were not 
Papadopoulos yet. You were Simona Maggiante. You were here visiting your boyfriend. You did nothing wrong. You did not work for the Trump campaign, as far as I know. Um, You were not in politics in this country. Who are they to tell you that you can't leave? That's crazy. So were you stunned by this? I I remember uh, I was absolutely frightened by this FBI agent knocking at uh, George's mother door and uh, uh, delivering me a subpoena. The first thing I did was to call the headquarters of the FBI in Washington and ask them clarification about this subpoena. Uh, Their answer was very clear. We're not allowed to tell you anything. You just have to come to the headquarters of the FBI in Chicago and we'll make a decision either or not to release you. Did, did, Did you feel as though you could say no? No, I couldn't. Had any choice. You, you, you had, and they didn't tell you why. We'll tell you when we get there. Absolutely, they wow. said we can't tell you anything. So I felt violated because uh, uh, a subpoena was thrown at me as an Italian citizen at the time. I had no connection whatsoever with the United States of America, apart coming in with my touristic visa just to spend time, nice time with my boyfriend. Yeah. That's, that, that was the purpose of my trip. But then I got stuck, and I had to. Uh, go uh, to the headquarters of the FBI in Chicago. I had absolutely no choice. Also, I was terrified because I knew uh, at the time that George was already uh, involved with this uh, uh, absolutely uh, absolute lie right. uh, that brought him into this plea agreement. So I said, I need a lawyer or I, I need to contact the Italian consulate. At the end of the day, I was still an Italian citizen in the American soil coming in with a touristic visa, and uh, I find on my shoulder a subpoena from the FBI, mm. and uh, even a subpoena to, to, for the, to, to appear in front of the grand jury. That was crazy. And then they lifted both after my interview, but it was a sort of intimidation. The story was not over. Yeah. Uh, after I gave my interview that I hope one day they will release the uh, the, the transcript. Because they should, uh, yes, they should. It's hilarious, it's hilarious actually. They, it was uh, fluctuating between uh, well, having information about my husband and then trying to build up this idea that I was uh, acting as a sort of uh, um, foreign agent, uh, not even for Russia, but for any country. So uh, asking me multiple times if I was... Uh, uh, able to speak Russia, uh, Russian, but you know, I always thought, okay, this is uh, my own experience of the FBI at the time was American movies. That's where I would uh, right, yeah. people coming with this badge, FBI agent, and yeah. that's it. And uh, besides that, I did absolutely nothing wrong. I was terrified by uh, getting involved into, you know, this this crazy uh, investigation which I was absolutely nothing to do with. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm confused. I just want to stop you. But by, by the way, if you're just tuning in, it's Simona Maggiante Papadopoulos. She is an interviewer. She's a model. She's a great lady, good friend of mine. Um, and, and I'm just, I'm mind boggled by this. What if you would have said, I speak every language. So what? That doesn't make you a spy. It doesn't make you a bad person. You speak several languages. That's smart for your business. Why would that even be a question? And by the way, Simona, you know now that they knew the entire time there was no Russia collusion. Absolutely. And uh, I just realized that uh, they used me, even the girlfriend at the time of the Trump campaign advisor, George, to build up this uh, Russia uh, fantasy, using everything they could use uh, to lie. That's such a good word. That's what it was. It was a Russian fantasy. That's all it was. It was nothing more. Even an Italian citizen like me who happens... uh, to, to, to speak five languages and who happens to, you know, good for me. Like, I, I worked hard yeah. to learn all this. And uh, they use that against me. 
they use this against me. They use my hair color against me. They use I, I started to oh, come you on. Know, just dye my hair dark at some point, just trying to you know like it's sort of PSTD. You you you. So really what, so what? No, let me ask you something because you know I, I'm Italian. I, I I used to have black hair. It's gray now because I'm old and distinguished. But um, uh, so if you don't have black hair and brown eyes, and I've got hazel eyes, yours are lighter than mine, but they're pretty similar. If you don't have black hair and brown eyes, then you're not really Italian. What were they saying to you? Well, well, they're really so. Uh, it's such a, such a, a tragic comic situation in which you say, "Is that a joke?" Right? Because whoever has been in Italy knows that we are uh, very different and diversified. We don't have yes. only stereotype, and you know, you are an example of that, and I'm another example of that. Yes. So uh, it's just like uh, they used everything they could use to manipulate the masses to believe something. They knew from the beginning it was false. They knew that people would associate uh, an Italian girl to the wife of uh, Corleone and the Godfather. So they said, let me use this look. Let me use this girl just to manipulate people and brainwash them to believe she's a Russian agent. Let's uh, come out from the Bond movie. You know, like it's just so stereotyped and stupid. It's crazy. It's uh, it's Simona. You got to go follow her. Simona under underscore Magiante underscore over on uh, Instagram. Great follow. Follow her on Twitter as well. Follow George as well. So how long were you there being questioned? And did you actually speak before the grand jury? No, Dave. Uh, I went to the headquarters of the FBI. They literally hold me there, three agents for at least uh, uh, four hours. Wow. I was in this tiny little room uh, connected to Mueller directly in Washington, D.C., in Chicago headquarters. And they would make me the all sorts of uh, questions and trying to intimidate me in any possible way. Like, you are aware of what's going on. If you happen to lie, you're giving inaccurate information. You know you know exactly what's going to happen to you. And I said, you're absolutely aware of it. So just like, uh, please, uh, let's get it done. So they were asking me the most odd questions, but it's really long. I mean, I would, I think, we would need <laughs> another time. I, like I want, the, I want the transcript to be released because I would like to see what it is they were trying to make you say. Because obviously, with the intimidation, Simona, they wanted you to say yes. Trump is Russia colluding. Uh, you know, they just wanted you to say that so that they had something. You didn't say it. George didn't say it. No. Nobody who was questioned said it because it didn't exist. So is it your belief? Because we know that they were making it up. They just wanted somebody to lie. If they yes. scared you enough, if they got you to lie against Trump, they would let you go. And it's not over. When they saw I didn't lie and they couldn't do anything against me, I finally uh, uh, you know, spent the rest of my holiday with George in Chicago until the moment uh, was the time to fly back to Rome and go back uh, you know, to my country. And uh, who do I find at the boarding gate on my flight to Rome? I have a guest. Ooh. They were waiting for me, the three agents, three, three FBI agents that interviewed me in Chicago. They were delivering me a secret number uh, to, and, uh, you know, it takes courage to say that, delivering me a secret number, asking me basically to cooperate with them. So in case I had any information wow. about the George, uh, I should call them or any information about uh, any, you know, because I used to work for the European Parliament. So they thought I was politically connected with right. Europe which, again, has nothing to do with Donald Trump or the election in America. It happens to be like a background of somebody who worked for an European institution. That's it. Uh, so uh, I was terrified. I remember when I saw them at the boarding gate, I, the first thought that crossed my mind was, okay, I'll never make it to Europe this time. Something, you know, I don't know what's going on. But I was terrified. Well, thank God you told the truth the whole time. Thank God you didn't fall for it. Thank God you and George are both strong. I got to tell you this, and I love George. I'm surprised you didn't dump him. Forget it, man. This is too much trouble. Why am I staying with this guy? You know what I mean? 
you know, it's it's a little bit of things I, I always say. It's like, uh, uh, this is a, a taste for adventure uh, <laughs> at the time. And uh, I must have been very much in love with him. I think this is the proof. Definitely. Uh, he can prove him so much love as I did. <laughs> well, well he, he has to be very sure for you to go through that. That's for sure. Uh, Simona, it's great to talk to you. I know that you and I are going to be speaking in November in Dallas. Uh, and I think it's the Patriots Voice. Is that what it's called? Yes, I can wait actually to join this uh, patriotic movement of uh, people who are courageous enough to, to say the things as they are. And I'm so uh, excited to finally meet you in person. And, uh, and yeah, we've, you know, been, we've, been fr- we've been friends for a long time. We should finally say hello in person. I think that'll be exactly. great. We'll so be you're going to be there. George is going to be there. Rudy's going to be there. Dinesh D'Souza is going to be there. we got a bunch of great speakers. This is going to be wonderful. This is going to be a great event, and I hope to see any as many patriots as uh, they can join because it is going to be not only interesting but also fun. Because John and Amy, the organizer of this conference, made it also sort of entertainment. We will have uh, different activity going taking place there, politics, uh, truth, and much more. And I think it's PatriotsVoice.us, but I'll make sure of that um, as we get closer. I can't wait to see you there. I can't wait to see George as well. Thank you so much for staying firm and having a great backbone and telling the truth and not letting them intimidate you. Let's let's talk again very soon, can we? Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to be on your show, Joe. It's like, uh, I can wait. I I appreciate you, Simona. Thank you so much. We're back after this. Stay right here. Thank you. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. Lots to talk about. Appreciate you hanging out. We appreciate Simona coming on. It's, I think it's the PatriotVoice.us, but the site appears to be down right now for some reason. So go and check that out, the PatriotVoice.us. It'll be in Dallas this November. Rudy's going to be there. Dinesh is going to be there. Uh, George and Simona will be there. I'll be there. So uh, make plans to get up there if you're anywhere near that. Let's do some pop culture. Up. Dirty pop. Hi, Paula. What's happening, dude? So did you see the story with uh, Sylvester Stallone? No, what happened? So apparently his wife, Jennifer Flavin, if that's how you say her name, yes. got into a heated argument over getting a new dog, which triggered, I guess, her to file for divorce. Shut up. I, I cannot. <laughs> They're getting a divorce over that, that, that's, a that, dog? I guess it brought up other issues. And then to make matters worse, there's a photo showing now that he removed her face from his shoulder. He had a tattoo of her. And there's wow. a dog on there now of a Rottweiler. Come which on, is dude. The dog he has now. So there you go. That's what they do. All right, that's Polo. That's Carrie. That's Sam. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.